Hey everybody, Matt Hardman here with another episode of the Race Nerd Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Um, this would be our second episode of the season, and we're already at the end of January. Um, and that's kind of my fault. Um, the first episode got up late, and that, that was kind of my fault uh, as well. I had sent it. Chris O'Malley, but I should have followed up. So I apologize to you fans. And this being the second episode, um, I had actually recorded an episode. I didn't like the quality um, of the sound. So what I did is I just deleted it, uh, thinking I would have time to re-record it. Um, But with my new work schedule, I wasn't able to. Um, So... You know, now, now I'm actually able to sit and finally record something and, you know, get something out for you all and uh, just kind of, um, you know, do something fun. Um, I am here. I am actually sitting in my mobile studio. Um, I had to drop somebody off and I am actually waiting right now as we speak. Um, for them to come back, so I'll be able to get one in, um, I got a pop quiz nose for you, and that is, what driver, um, had enough points to win rookie of the year, um, but... Actually, we're going to skip that one. That is incorrect. Uh, So we're going to, you know, bypass this one. I I did not. I looked at that question and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. That's not right. Uh, Can't believe everything you see on the Internet. And uh, I don't know whether when this question was posted in a in a forum or what, but uh, it was incorrect. Uh, But I do have another question, and here we go. All right. The NASCAR record for the most season-long championships, not counting, like, the weekly speedway races uh, at individual tracks, uh, NASCAR Touring Series championships is at nine. Can you name the two drivers... That are tied for that nine championship record. I'll give you a hint. They are both Hall of Famers. Um, Answer at the end of the show. So, I've gone over this numerous times um, when, when I tried to record and it just didn't work out. And tried to record it didn't work out. Uh, but I'm going to get you caught up on all the news. Um, first, uh, we have two drivers that have found homes in 2022. Um, two Cup Series drivers. Let me let me rephrase that. Um, because the third driver did kind of find a home. But oh, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, first is the fact that Ryan Priest will be a development driver uh, for... Uh, Stuart Haas Racing, uh, he will run 12 races and be on standby the rest of the season for any of the four Stuart Haas drivers if they um, 
become ill or um, test positive for COVID, uh, priests will step into their car along with running uh, five truck races for David Gilland Racing, um, three Xfinity races, I don't remember the team off the top of my head, and four Cup Series races. Now, these are all confirmed. Uh, he will be running four Cup Series races along with the, um, the Clash at the Coliseum uh, with uh, Rick Ware Racing uh, in the 15 car. Uh, so, um, that's actually pretty cool. Uh, and this is an audition because uh, the day after this announcement was made, the announcement that Eric Amarola will be making... Uh, 2022 his final year full-time cup series driver full-time nascar series driver uh stepping away from the number 10 smithfield ford for um stewart haas racing uh amarola cited that he wants to spend more time with his family his young children and all uh and I, he's had an okay career i'm not going to call it a good career i'm not going to call it a stellar career um but given his career um, he did pick up a win with Richard Petty Motorsports, which I know was a very big thing. Um, oh God, how long ago has it been? It's been it's been a while now. It seems a lot shorter. I want to say it was like 2012, 2013, somewhere around there. Uh, so I mean, then he's picked up two wins with Stuart Haas. Uh, you know, compared to you know. Eh, not bad numbers, but, I mean, when you look at other drivers who have won at Stuart Haas um, during his tenure, it, you know, it doesn't really compete. Um, so, but he did have the only win in 2021 for uh, SHR. Uh, so, you know, it is. Eric's a good guy. Um, I do wish him the best, and I do hope he does have a good uh, 2022. Um, another driver who finds a home in 2022, uh, moving to the War Rackley Racing Chevrolet Silverado in the truck series, the number 25 truck, will be Matt DiBenedetto, uh, who has never driven in the truck series before, um, has spent the last two years in the famed Wood Brothers 21 uh, Ford and um, was kind of booted out in the shuffle um, to move Austin Sindrick to Cup. Uh, then Brad Keselowski would leave Team Penske. Um, Sindrick would end up moving to uh, Phil Keselowski's ride, and all of a sudden Harrison Burton ends up in the 21. Um, so with all that moving around, uh, left D. Benedetto out and, and kind of with a little bitter taste in his mouth, he had like a 10 minute long video, which he even admitted he's grown more of as a person, um, than he was in that video and he's humbled now and, um, actually is in a really good spot, um, because D. Benedetto was never one in NASCAR's top three series. He's come close many times, especially on the Cup Series with smaller teams, um, i.e. Levine Family Racing, where he had a runner-up finish. Um, he outperformed his equipment at BK Racing and Go Fast Racing, which eventually led to the job at um, the Wood Brothers, getting tabbed for that ride. 
Um, but uh, he has never won, and never won in the Xfinity Series, and obviously, as I said, never competed in the truck. So uh, this puts him in a good position in a truck that last year was run by four different drivers uh, in their first year of operation. Uh, one of those drivers being co-owner Willie Allen. Then you had former Truck Series champion Brett Moffitt in it for a race. Uh, Josh Berry, who um, who really shined um, moving up through NASCAR's ranks last year, uh, picking up a, um, a couple of wins in the Xfinity Series uh, with Junior Motorsports, and then, you know, kind of almost being without a ride halfway through the season um, as... Uh, they put uh, Sam Bear in a uh, Sam Mayer in that eight car. Um, he would uh, Barry would go on to run many truck races, then fill in for Michael Annette after he got injured. Um, so this sets D Benedetto up for a um, being the team's singular driver, which I think will really help them grow instead of getting feedback from four different drivers. Uh, you're going to get feedback from one one driver, and it will, you know, it'll be, I think it'll be really good. It'll be really good for the team um, and for Di Benedetto. And a lot of these tracks are all tracks that uh, Matty D has run on, and he's run well at some of them, like Las Vegas. I expect him to be a dark horse there. Uh, Bristol, I think that goes without saying. I mean, he is extremely good at Bristol. Has a runner-up finish um, with the Levine car, um, you know, just missing his first win there, and had a sixth place finish with BK Racing many years ago, and BK Racing, if you know, that was, that team was an absolute dumpster fire from the get-go, um, how, you know, how you mustered a sixth place finish is, you know, is an achievement in itself, um, so those are two drivers who are on the move, um, other drivers making moves. Um, it is announced that. Oh, sorry, sorry. I gotta. Oh, I hate I hate when the beard starts to grow back in and it gets all stubbly and prickly. It makes you itch. So I apologize for that. Anyway, um, we got um, Josh Balicki who ran for Rick Ware Racing last year and actually. While the team wasn't very competitive, Balicki stayed out of trouble and actually finished more laps than the Bush brothers and Alex Bowman and William Byron, um, which is an astounding stat uh, in itself. He was able to keep his car on the track and out of trouble um, and actually finished just about every race he was in. Uh, so he would end up leaving Rick Ware Racing and um, move on to the second Spire car as um, Justin Haley would move um, to uh, the long-awaited Colleg Racing entry. Uh, so um, Balicki will be running the 77 car with Ziegler Auto Auctions, I believe. But longtime um, partner with Balicki and fan favorite sponsor. Uh, Insurance King will be joining Balicki um, for three races, four races, I believe, um, in the Xfinity Series. 
Uh, and I want to say it was with Alpha Prime Racing, the uh, Caesar Baccarella and Tommy Joe Larden's own team. Um, so I, I, I think this is a really awesome... Um, I, I really do like Balicki, and I really do like Insurance King. They had uh, definitely some of the sharpest cars last year, and they're very, very fan-friendly. Uh, Shout-out to Dan from... Uh, uh, Insurance King. I uh, definitely likes keeping the fans engaged and certainly is one of the best cars. And I'm glad to see that they are continuing uh, their partnership in 2022. Uh, another driver um, in the, that will be running part-time in the Xfinity Series is none other than John Hunter Nemechek, who had a career year last year in the trucks. Uh, fell short of winning his first truck championship. Um, he will be running a handful of races with Sam Hunt Racing, um, the 26 car in the Xfinity Series, um, with Barry's Bullets as the sponsor. Um, and this is the... F I, I'm trying to remember who else. There's another driver that's linked to running that car. It's, it's going to be a handful of drivers in that 26 car. I believe Santino Ferrucci is going to be in it. Um, but Ferrucci was injured at the Chili Bowl. Um, but I'm drawing a blank on who they are. Um, I'm not going to quite look it up now because I don't have the best um, data here where I am. So I uh, just have to take my word for it. Um, other drivers going into the Xfinity Series... Uh, before I forget, uh, I just saw this one that um, Jeb Burton, who was lost in the shuffle when his sponsor, Nutrigen Ag, uh, would leave the 10 car at College Racing. Um, Burton would go over to R Motorsports, O-U-R, the team owned by Chris R. It's just so weird to say. Um, I always get tongue-tied with that. Uh, he'll be running the 23 car there um, with state water heaters, and I'm trying to remember the other sponsor off the top of my head. It's, I'm just drawing a brain lock on it. Uh, but uh, I, I saw that, and I thought that was really, really cool, um, seeing Jeb. Hopefully he gets a full shake in that his uh, singular win in the Xfinity series uh, with colleague at Talladega a few years ago isn't a fluke. Um, he's a very, very likable young man. Um, I know that him and his cousin Harrison, along with his father, um, the 2002 Daytona 500 champion Ward Burton, and his uncle Jeff Burton, a multi-time winner on uh, NASCAR's Cup Series, they do have a new program out on um, Dirty Mo Media called the Burton Continuum. Uh, like I said, um, Jeb is really cool. Ward is very, very cool. I had a chance to meet him a few years ago. Bumped into him a couple of times um, during the very first Eldora weekend. Um, so I, I, I look forward to this um, and all. Um, anyway, other, other names that have been mentioned. Um, Greg Biffle, the Biff. Long-time um, NASCAR competitor, former Truck Series champion, former Xfinity Series champion, 
and probably one of the drivers that's been the closest in a long time to winning in all three of NASCAR's top series championships, uh, the Biff. There is a very strong rumor of him returning for the Daytona 500 with uh, NY Racing, uh, the uh, the New York-owned team. Um, the 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 rumor of them being around is been floated around and just as believable as much as um, the rumor of Floyd Mayweather's team, which we'll get to in a second, and uh, Victor Akaboda, um, which was an obvious scam. Um, not to the point of um, Angela's Motorsports scam. Um, Angela's Motorsports, you can look uh, Google Angela's Motorsports, because this is a very crazy story uh, with this. Um, or you can go to YouTube, I believe Black Flags Matter or Slap Shoes. Um, one of those two um, YouTube channels had actually done an episode just on that alone. Um, probably one of the most insane stories. Anyway, getting back to NY Racing, um, Greg Biffle is linked to driving for them in the Daytona 500 or attempting the Daytona 500 with them, plus more. Um, uh, news came out that... Um, tweet came out saying that Biffle had been at the Richard Childress Racing Shop um, getting a seat fitted for the number 44 Chevrolet uh, which would be the the, uh, the long awaited NY Racing uh, team's number uh, but you know nothing is set in stone uh, I'll believe it when I see the car on the track much like I'll believe that Floyd Mayweather in the money team, uh, TMT Racing, uh, will be at Daytona with driver Kaz Grella, a former Richard Childress Racing driver. Um, this this one kind it kind of sucks um, because Grella's had a stop and start career, very talented young man. Um, you know he he's won in the uh, the K and N East Series. I, believe he's won a tr he's won a truck race I can't say I believe because I do know now he's won a truck race at Daytona uh the season opening truck race for GMS racing and uh he's come close in the Xfinity series and a handful of starts with Richard Childress racing and actually made his debut in the cup series for RCR in the three car the the same uh filling in for Austin Dillon the same number Remember, this is Austin Dillon, the heir apparent to the three um, for Richard Childress Racing. And we all know who had the number three before Dillon. Uh, so pretty lofty goals for Dillon, let alone Kaz Grella filling in and making his first cup uh, start. Uh, he would actually have a really strong run to finish in the top ten. I believe it was at the Roval, if I remember correctly. It was at a road course. Um, so, uh, Grella definitely has talent, but he keeps getting stuck in bad situations, and, um, this, this would probably be the worst of the worst, because this team's been linked, and everything had been all set for them, they're joined for years, just, they've never, uh, taken the track, they've never even rolled out a show car, 
so uh, hopefully this will be the year we actually get NY Racing and um, TMT Racing. Kind of kind of make the field a little bigger. Um, other quick notes that I, that I forgot to say. Um, the 15 car that uh, Ryan Priest will be driving for uh, Rick Ware Racing will be a car filled with multiple drivers in 2022. Uh, one of those drivers that will be competing in the Daytona 500 for RWR is former NASCAR Series driver and former um, Talladega winner uh, David Reagan. I had to stop and think. I'm like, yes, he did win at uh, Talladega giving Front Row Motorsports their first win. Um, Front Row Motorsports, which is the team that is the defending Daytona 500 champions with Michael McDowell. Um, Reagan had also won a um, the 400-miler night race at Daytona, the, the, the summer race that kicks off the second half of the season. He was won there in the past with Roush Racing, so... Uh, he's no slouch at these um, at these tracks. You know, will he be able to pull off a Daytona 500 win? You know, I don't know. You know, you never know when it comes to um, plate tracks. Um, but David's been out of the car since last year's Daytona 500. Um, it has yet to be seen. And um, his partners at Select Blinds will be joining him again um, in this year's effort. So... Um, other quick hits, uh, Ream, um, the heating and air conditioning company, uh, that has been in the sport for 15 years. I didn't realize this until I saw the press announcement. Um, Ream has, uh, been a sponsor at Joe Gibbs Racing for a number of years now, and actually is on the Christopher Bell number 20 car. Well, to celebrate their 15th year, they will have a homecoming of sorts. They will be... Um, on the side of Kevin Harvick's number four car um, at Stuart Haas Racing, along with uh, many of Harvick's other sponsors like um, Bush Light, um, Hunt Brothers Pizza, uh, Gear Wrench, and Subway, I still believe, will be a primary sponsor at some point in 2022. Um, but anyway, they will be reuniting with Harvick as that is uh, the driver that they really broke into the sport with. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing this uh, homecoming of sorts. And hopefully they will be able to, um, you know, make the playoffs together. Um, so anyway, we had, like I said, um, the Chili Bowl has already um, happened. Tanner Thorson, you know. Props to him, uh, part-time truck series driver, uh, winning the Chili Bowl. Um, you know, right now we've got the 24 Hours of Daytona going on. Uh, then we had the NASCAR Hall of Fame and um, the Hall of Fame class that inducted um, four, five people altogether. You had um, three that were voted in. You had Ralph Seagraves that um, won in on the landmark vote. Uh, Ralph Seagraves is the uh, R.J. Reynolds um, executive that uh, that helped broker the deal for Winston Cigarettes to become the sponsor 
of NASCAR's Grand National Series and helped revamp uh, NASCAR uh, in the 70s. Um, so obviously it goes without saying the sport wouldn't be where it is without a Ralph Seagray. So definitely well deserved. And the winner of the 2022 um, Squire Hall Award, or the Hall Squire Award, I forget which, um, in honor of two longtime Hall of Fame announcers, uh, Ken Squire and the late um, Barney Hall. We'll see the uh, we'll see Bob Jenkins, who passed away in 2021 due to cancer. Um, Jenkins will be inducted is inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame as the winner of the Squire Hall Award. Uh, Bob Jenkins, who is a longtime ESPN commentator uh, for NASCAR, along with um, the Speed Report on the Speed Channel. Um, obviously, Jenkins is most known for the Indianapolis 500. Um, being a play-by-play announcer for the Indy 500 for many years, and then taking over as the track announcer um, at the Yard of Bricks, um, replacing Tom Carnegie, the very long-time announcer. Uh, Definitely well-deserved, and the three candidates are well-deserved. First, Red Farmer, uh, who is almost 90 and is still racing, um, short tracks across America. Uh, Red Farmer, a um, a sportsman series legend, um, member of the f- famous or infamous, depending on which way you look at it, uh, Alabama gang um, that would uh, race in NASCAR. Uh, it was Farmer, um, the the uh, another Hall of Famer, uh, Bobby Allison, Bobby's brother Donnie. Um, who a lot of people know, only know from the uh, infamous fight in, at the end of the 1979 Daytona 500. Uh, but but, uh, but Donnie was no slouch of a driver, winning multiple times throughout his career. And um, the late Neil Bonnet. And, you know, and later on, Davey Allison, Bobby's son, uh, former Daytona 500 winner and a Hall of Famer in his own right. Uh, but Red definitely, he's one of those guys, he has won everywhere. Um, his, his win total is astronomical um, just throughout his career, both in and out of NASCAR. Um, so definitely well-deserved. Uh, obviously, Dale Earnhardt Jr., uh, I know a lot of people get on the case about the stats, but I don't think any driver has had as much of an impact in the last 20 years as Dale Earnhardt. Uh, junior, um, from a driving perspective, um, obviously being the most popular driver, his, um, his passion towards the sport, his commentary, um, just bringing new eyes in it, it, you know, you can't say enough, um, about what he means to the sport and what the sport means to him. So definitely well-deserved and obviously, um, last but not least, um, a man who I've campaigned for on the show and on Facebook uh, for many years, uh, the late great Mike Stefanik. Uh, Mike Stefanik out of Coventry, Rhode Island. Um, Stefanik is, was a nine-time uh, NASCAR Series champion, 
tied only with um, his friend, mentor, and competitor, the late Richie Evans. Um, those two have the most uh, NASCAR t Touring Series titles ever. Uh, so there's the answer to your trivia question, your pop quiznos. Uh, that is Mike Stefanik and Richie Evans. But Mike Stefanik, uh, his career, he won seven titles on the Modified Series, um, NASCAR's only open-wheel touring series. Um, basically, where NASCAR got its start was from those Modifieds. Um, and then we'd win two, um, what is now the Arca Menards East Series titles. Uh, he would win it back when it was the Bush North Series titles, competing in places throughout New England and the Northeast. Um, and those two Bush titles, which he won back-to-back -back in 97 and 98, he won at the same time he was competing for those same titles, those same season-long titles in the Modified Series, and is the only driver to win two titles in the same season in NASCAR's top touring series. Uh, the last person who came close to that was Todd Gilliland, who, um, who will make his Cup Series debut in a few weeks, uh, when he was competing in the K&N East Series and in the West Series. Uh, so that was, that's pretty big um, in lofty stats. And I, I think, uh, you know, like the Modifieds and especially the East and West series, they get overlooked very often um, because people look at the top three, NASCAR's truck, uh, Xfinity, and obviously Cup Series. They get... The smaller series get overlooked, but you can't overlook Mike Stefanik's accomplishments. And I'll be honest, I wasn't a Mike Stefanik uh, fan back in those days. Um, I was more a fan of, um, at least on the East series, I could say it was Martin Truex Sr. Uh, from my home state of New Jersey and uh, drivers like... Um, Brad Layton and um, Kelly Moore, uh, who Kelly Moore actually uh, grew up in the town I live in now. Uh, so I think that's, you know, those were guys who I rooted for. So I wasn't really a fan of Stefanik um, until a little bit later in his career. Um, you know, obviously, I, I respected his stats, but um, I, I became a fan of him just just because I was able to actually witness how he drove and how talented he was. And um, when his name first came on the ballot, uh, it was a guy who I really campaigned for. I really do believe that, you know, his nine titles certainly were Hall of Fame worthy. And um, he shouldn't be overlooked for drivers um, who have lesser credentials but more name brand value. And I'm glad to see that the Hall of Fame voting committee and the fans got it right uh, with that. And um, even uh, it was shared at the Hall of Fame or right after the Hall of Fame, uh, Carl Edwards, a long, we all know who Carl Edwards is, um, probably one of the best 
Cup drivers never to win the title. Um, some people could fight me on that, say it's Denny Hamlin. Some could say it's Mark Martin. Um, but Carl Edwards is one of the best never to win the title, um, at least in the Cup Series, because we all know he won in the Xfinity Series. But uh, cousin Carl wrote a hand, had a handwritten letter for um, uh, the widow of Mike Stefanik, and it, it had all the feels. And that Mike was a racer, and he's truly honored to see Mike be in the Hall of Fame. You know, stuff along those lines. So I thought that was really, really awesome. Um, and obviously Mike's accomplishments, you know, are widely known throughout the sport by its competitors and fans. So I was very happy with that. Um, but anyway, um, getting a little long-winded. Um, and in about a week, we'll, we will be in, when I say we, I mean racing will be at the Coliseum and I'll have all my thoughts on the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum, which they're bringing out all the glitz and glamour. You have Ice Cube for the pre-race. I guess they're going to have some DJ during, like, the introductions. Some DJ I'd never heard of. Ice Cube I could see, because Ice Cube is Los Angeles. Um, but, yeah, I think that... Um, I think that it's going to be really interesting and really fun, whether it's good or bad, whether it's a becomes a permanent thing or a singular thing. I think it is going to be very interesting and very fun. Um, so um, I'll have all my thoughts on that and all my thoughts of everything leading into Daytona and um, what I thought of the 24 hours at Daytona when I catch all the highlights up. So Anyway, until next time, I'm Matt Hardman, and I'll see you at the track.